Sweat's weekly podcast. Barry D and Tommy T here from the mind of the OMIS. And here's the weekly hit list. Paul George and the Claw finally together. Miles Garrett goes lethal weapon. Sleepy Lamar Jackson, Izzy the MVP. And Luca Brazi, MVP of the NBA. Look, hey, Luca, Luca Brazi. <laughs> Isn't that the guy that sleeps with the fishes? Wait a minute, this guy plays in the NBA. Uh, oh, there's that guy, oh, there's that Luca, the other Luca. Luca Doncic. Oh, yeah. He's the Eastern Bloc. Yeah, he's good. Oh, okay. All right, all right. So go ahead, Tommy. What do you want to start with? You want to start Paul George? Claw? Yeah. So all listen, right, no, I, I, uh, I, I watched the game last night. That was the first time that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard played together because Paul George missed the first couple weeks recovering from his uh, double shoulder surgeries. And then, of course... Kawhi Leonard, he's the master of the load management terminology, <laughs> which which is ridiculous. But, you know, he only plays. The goal with Kawhi Leonard is he's only going to play like 60 to 65 games in the regular season because the whole idea is they're going to keep him healthy for the playoffs. And that's why I hated that Toronto won the championship last year because then that gave validation to what Kawhi Leonard did last year. He only played, what, mm-hmm. 65 games? Mm-hmm. And if they lost, then, then you know, you wouldn't have been able to say that it worked. But it did work. Yeah, and, and, you know, and everybody so wants to do that now. Everyone except LeBron. LeBron's not doing that. LeBron says he's, if he's healthy, he's going to play. LeBron's like Kobe. He's just like Kobe. Yeah. He's like, I'm playing. And Kobe's the same way, I'm playing, you know. So the thing is... LeBron is playing too many minutes so far, so they're going to try to reduce his minutes a little bit to get it under 30. But last night, Kawhi and Paul George played their first game, and and it was pretty much what I suspected. You know, they have Patrick Beverly on that team. You know, we talked about him last week. He's only like six foot six one, but sometimes he guards LeBron. You know, which is crazy. <laughs> He's like the best defender at his size in the league. So now in the fourth quarter. You got Kawhi, you got Paul George, you got Beverly, you got Montrez Harrell, who looks like, you said it looks like the guy from uh, The Predator. Yeah, he's right? like The Predator. Yeah, yeah. He's just like The Predator. So they got these guys, and what they do is, when they want to, they clamp down on you. And the fourth quarter, you can't score. And, and the Lakers played him the first game of the year. So, you know, granted, nobody was familiar with each other by, you know, at that point. But even then, um, I think that Anthony Davis and LeBron combined for either two or four points in the fourth quarter in the opening game, and that was without Paul George. So my fear is, you know, because we're both Lakers fans, and if you're a Lakers fan and you, you, know, you lived in L.A. for 25 years like we did, you hate the Clippers. Now, of course, we hated the Clippers because Donald Sterling owned the Clippers, and the Clippers were always in last place, and they were an absolute joke. They played in the sports arena. You know, where the rats were the size of yeah. like poodles. You they know, had stuff rodeos. Like that. They had yeah. rodeos in there. Didn't they have yeah. rodeos? 
Yeah. We did a rodeo in there. Rodeo in there. So, so the thing is, we hate the Clippers, but my biggest fear is that this unit the Clippers have put together is a lethal defensive team. And they showed it last night against the Celtics. When they want to play defense, you don't score. They, they, you just can't score on them. That's what I saw last night. Yeah, it's it, you're right. I think it's it's an interesting thing because in this league, this the age we're in now, with everything's about scoring and shooting threes and getting the ball up and down the court quickly. You know, maybe one pass you shoot it if a pass at all. And these guys have this unbelievable defense. You know, the Lakers. I like their defense this year. They're a lot better, obviously. But you're right. If you compare them player for player with the Clippers, the fear is that in a seven-game series, because let's talk about it. You know, it doesn't matter. If Quiet plays 64 games. He plays 80 games, whatever he plays. They're going to get to the playoffs. And then when they play yeah. in a seven-game series, it's hard to play all the time the same guys. And if there's such lockdown guys that Beverly is like a little water bug, it's 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 impossible to beat a team like that, and that's my fear too. I mean, yeah, I that's just don't my know fear. Gonna... Well, here's the other thing. The other thing is this. So the 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 Clippers' closing five, not their starting five, but their closing five, are the guys we just mentioned. It's, obviously, it's Paul George and Kawhi, and it's Montrez Harrell, and it's Patrick Beverly. But then they bring in Lou Williams. So Lou Williams is the fifth guy. Now Lou Williams is, you know, he's the Clippers' version of Kuzma. But the difference between Lou Williams and Kuzma is that Lou Williams can get his shot off anywhere he wants. He doesn't need a pick. He doesn't need a double screen. He doesn't need a play run for him. If you need a bucket, you roll the ball off to Lou Williams at half court, and he's going to get a shot off. He's awesome. So the, 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 Clippers, the Clippers have put together, the, they put together a great team. Um, I haven't seen their full bench because... They're supposed to have like a really good bench like the Lakers. They're younger. Their bench is younger than the Lakers. But I saw the Clippers on full display yesterday. And, you know, the other thing is you mentioned that the Clippers don't care about where they finish in the seedings, right, in the regular season. They don't really care. I mean, they're, they're going to clearly, they're going to rest Kawhi at every turn. And I'm sure they're going to end up resting Lou Williams because he's well in his 30s. They're going to rest Lou Williams. They're going to rest Paul George some more. And the Clippers, I think the Clippers' attitude is, listen, the only team that can stop us from getting to the NBA Finals are the Lakers. Mm -hmm. And even if we finish in the fourth seed in the Western Conference, we're still going to play all seven games at Staples mm -hmm. anyway. So it doesn't, it's not like they're going to be going on the road up to Portland. You know, for the you know for the game six and game seven or whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? That's a really good point. You're yeah. right. There's not going to be any travel. There's no travel, so they don't care. They they don't care. Like a third, a third, or fourth seed. You know, the the four top teams in the West so far are the Lakers and Clippers, the Houston Rockets, and the Denver Nuggets. Those are the four best teams. Then you got Utah, who's you know tough team too. But those are the four teams. So the the Lakers and Clippers, they both have to get past Denver and the Rockets in Utah. And once that happens, then we're going to get the pairing that we've been expecting since these teams formed in the offseason. We're going to get the two best teams playing probably a seven-game series in one arena. I don't think that's ever happened. No, right? I don't know if it's ever happened. And yeah. you're right. I, I didn't even think about that. And they're not going to care. The Clippers won't care. They don't the care. Crowd, the crowd will be like, you know, it will be maybe, you know, like 60-40. It doesn't matter. Like, even if there's a little more Laker fans, it doesn't matter. It's their home court. They don't well, even travel. when the Clippers are home, there's more Lakers fans. Like, yeah. you know, like, cause, I mean, come on, let's face it. Billy Crystal and Jeff Garland could only yell so much. 
There's only like a handful there's of idiot like late Clippers fans. <laughs> you know? There's like two. There's only like two of them. There's two of them. Like who are, you know, you, you, you live in LA, but you're the Clipper, you're a Clippers fan? I mean, come on. Who you, yeah. When we were there, who are we going to root for? Michael Cage and Randy Smith? Like what? What are you talking about, the Clippers? Yeah, the last the last Clipper player I really liked wasn't even a Clipper. It was it was McAdoo and he was yeah. a, Buffalo a, Braves. Yeah, it was a Buffalo Braves. I had my picture yeah. taken with him at a basketball camp in the Catskills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, exciting. Oh, man, yeah, the guy was gigantic. Uh, he was great. Yeah, but but McAdoo's a Laker, though. McAdoo's really a Laker. Yeah, he's really a Laker. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about George because, wait a minute, so he had both shoulders operated on? Yeah, two different injuries. One, he had a, a labrum repair in one shoulder, and I, he had some kind of a partially torn tendon in the other shoulder. And he claims, he claims that his shoulders have never felt this good. So he claims that he's 100%. And he scored 33 points his first game, 30-something. The next game, he played like 18 minutes and scored 33 points. Oh he's good. I mean, come he on, he's just really, good. He must have a really good doctor. I mean, we got a lot of good doctors, but we, we thank God. I mean, we never had to go get shoulder surgery. No, but we've had every other surgery. I mean, come on, we had knee surgeries. I mean, I, I, I had a, I had a I, well, I, I was two, two minutes away from a major back surgery when the inflammation finally went down and I was able to get back into the yoga and Pilates. You know, we like we broken our fingers, broken our hands. We, oh, come yeah. on! I, you know, I, I, I hurt my back working for my old man in the carpet yeah. store. Had a yeah, because Andre Cruncio didn't lift his end of the carpet. Yeah, we, 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 oh, man, what a jerk that guy was. He crushed my whole like, <laughs> Your whole like back. 19, I'm 18, 19 years old. My lower yeah. fifth lumbar. You're 18 years old and you had a bad back. I had a bad back because Andre Cruncio, <laughs> God rest in peace, he died like three years later. That's too bad. We didn't yeah, want him to but, die, but he still but runs. If he, still he died sooner, I would have. I mean, if he died sooner, my back would be okay. See, the thing is, Andre Cruncio sounds like a stage name, but that was his name, a real name, <laughs> and a real name. And his, his parents were like. It was weird, though. You know how we're, like, what, second-generation Italian? Yeah. And, and it was weird. Like, his parents, they came over. Like, I don't know what happened to them. He was second-generation. But his parents, they, they knew no English. And it was very, very old-school Italian. And his dad was so funny. And we would go out at night. And his and his and he would always holler at his parents. He was really rude to his parents. And they were nice people. And his, his dad would go, come, you know, it was always cold in upstate Newark. He'd go, Andre, Andre. Andre, where are you going, Andre? And he go, Dad, leave me alone. Just leave me alone. You're embarrassing me. And, and I go, I go, Andre, just let your dad. You know, your dad's concerned about you. He goes, Andre, Andre, wait a minute. And every time we left the house, his dad would run out the door. Andre, your jacket jean. You forgot your jacket jean. And, his, and he, was, he would swear at him. He meant to and say jean jacket? Yeah, yeah. You would say it the opposite way. And he would reverse. Oh, and then great. we'd get in the car. And everybody was in the car already. And I went to the door. And then he got, and everybody. Like in unison, when, they, when Andre got in the car, they go, "You're jacket jeans, you're That's jacket jeans." He goes, That's "Fuck great. you, you guys, shut up, you fool." Yeah. But but he was funny. But you know, the only thing of the Clippers, the only thing that we could hope for, I hate to hope for an injury, but maybe Paul George, you know, maybe that doctor made a mistake. Uh, maybe he he didn't do that great. Nah, maybe. you know what? I want I want them. I want both teams at full strength because first of all, it's going to be. It's going to be the great, the greatest basketball series we've seen in a long time since maybe the Celtics Lakers. But also, you know, you got to make sure that Anthony Davis and LeBron are 100% healthy coming into their series. I mean, Davis already has a bad shoulder. He's played with a bad shoulder, and he's injury prone. I mean, he gets hurt a lot, minor injuries and stuff like that. Um, Kawhi's injury prone. I mean, he supposedly has a bad quad or a bad knee. So you know the seasons. What the Lakers are twelve and two. Yeah. I think the Clippers are ten and five. Right. Yeah. So, so the I mean, the season's not even a quarter of the way over. So these guys are going to miss games. I mean they have to. Right. 
And what's the word on uh, Avery Bradley? Well, he's got a hairline fracture in his um, in his in his leg, but it's um, they said it's not a weight-bearing bone. So what they're doing is they're going to reevaluate him in a week, uh, which is coming up soon, a week or two. But my guess is that if this was the playoffs, he'd be playing. If it's not a weight-bearing bone, then then the only way that that hairline fracture is going to grow or become you know, problematic is if somebody accidentally kicks him in that bone. Mm -hmm. You know, is it so, the little bone, like the little one? Well, they said the, it's the one of the. I don't know. Like there's the tibia and the fibula, and that, that's all I know down there. Is there more bones? No, I, yeah, is I there think another it was bone? the little one, the tibia. So that must be not as weight bearing. I, I think. guess. Yeah, I guess the yeah. tibia is not. A, yeah. So they said, you know, I mean, you know, us, we read every little detail. So you know, but but Avery Bradley, he's. He's the Lakers version of Patrick Beverly. He's also a great defender. Yeah. He's a good shooter. Oh, that's the other thing. Last night, Patrick Beverly buried three three-pointers in the overtime and in the last minute of the game. Like, if that guy's gonna bury three-pointers, then you got no chance against the Clippers because he's a horrible shooter normally. He's he's yeah, he you know what well Bradley, it's kinda like, you know, it's maybe it's good he got hurt early, but and then the other day I saw Kuz, something happened to his eye. Oh, he got elbowed in the eye, but it wasn't like a flush elbow. It was more like a, it was more like a, like the elbow brushed his eye, and and he's got like a boxer eye. He's got a, his eyes half shut. It's incredible. It's almost like like there's a lot of injuries. I mean, it's going back to the nineties. <laughs> uh, listen, I don't I don't think that these guys ever played this game without it being injured. I mean, come on. I mean, Jesus, these guys are like. I mean, you see LeBron. How's LeBron not get injured more often? He plays. Yeah, he plays balls out 100% of the time. How does he not get hurt? No, it, it's weird. These guys, you know, I, every time they do an alley-oop, I watch and I'm like, okay, just come down on both feet. Yeah, well, at least now just they let him hang down. on the rim, so there's less yeah. injuries there. You yeah. know, that's Oh, oh, yeah. Dazzling, stimulating. And you guys are styling, smiling, profiling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mary D and Tommy T. Mary D and Tommy T. Put your hands together for old men in sweat. Old men in sweat. Put your hands together, y'all. Mary D and Tommy T. We gonna have a good time tonight. Let's go, let's go. It's old men in sweat. Old men in sweat.